Welcome to the original and the best Power Hour with Alex Burr and Dylan Hughes, members and podcast of the Running Hook Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Running Hooks Basketball Power Hour. I'm Alex Burr, joined once again for the first time in a while by my great friend and co-host, J.D. Hall. J.D. Um, hasn't been in for the last couple of weeks. We had originally scheduled it for to be the two of us with Dylan. Thankfully, since Dylan was here, we were able to pivot and have it just be me and Dylan. But J.D., you're back, and now for the tradition of throwing a curveball when you expect a fastball, Jose, White Sox legend, Jose Abreu, left the White Sox for the Astros today. The question is, J.D., scale of 1 to 10, how sad should I be? I'll say 9 because, I don't know, me, you know, White Sox is the only other team I like than the Cubs, and... It's a big drop off. And I feel bad about him leaving, you know. I really liked him. I loved him over there, to be honest. I feel like he was part of establishing a new culture. He was the 2020 MVP. Would I have given him an MVP in any other season? Probably not. Um, That being said, he was a part of the White Sox. I think he was on a team with Paul Canerco and... I think Mark Burley was gone by the time he got there, but still like, you know, he was the last bridge to, you know, a lot of White Sox fans, younger days. I don't think anyone was on the team longer than he was. And it's, I'm not going to lie. It sucks. (laughs) It sucks. And good for you, Jose. Um, Hopefully they're paying you a lot of money, but it doesn't change the fact that I am sad. And I, I don't want, I didn't want you to leave. But, you know, if, if you wanted to go, it's free agency. You're free to go where you please. So, um, J.D., I, there are a couple injuries that we should talk about. Cade Cunningham is injured, and it doesn't seem good. He is feared to have stru- suffered a stress fact- fracture. Ugh, it's easy for me to talk right now. In his shin and will be sidelined indefinitely, according to The Athletic. Um, J.D., the Pistons, we haven't really gotten around to watching them yet, and I think with this injury news, we could probably save them for a while. This kind of sucks for Kane, yeah. especially with it being year two. I mean, is it safe to say now the Pistons are just gonna tank the rest of the, like tank the rest of the year hard? I don't. I don't see um, anything else they should do. I I don't think they should tank hard, but. I don't think they can really it's going to be hard competing on a night to night basis without your best player I don't care what team it is and then the fact that they were young and found the chemistry yeah that's a big blow yeah for the season Cade was averaging 20 points a game on the 41% from three 28% or 41% from the field, 28% from three. Um, six rebounds, six assists. Yeah. Well, got us go, go fill it up. You go do it all, even if it's not as consistent as you want, but you got to think. It's only a second year. He's only going to prove the game going to slow down. And it just sucks because, you know, when Benyama, 
teams are going to be incentivized with a guy like that, you know, with a with a prospect like that to be like, okay, we can hold out our guys. If we get a major injury, we can just hold them out and, you know, lose a ton of games and not have any consequences for that. And in fact, it'll help us. And I think the next team I want to talk about real quick and a team I, you missed us talking about. And I want to also talk about those teams before you before you say it. Can I say one quick thing? Yes. I'm so sick and tired of hearing with Miyano's name. I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like they didn't wore his name out in the media to the point where it's not I dislike him like I would do other people. It's just I'm, I'm, it's like when Zion was up at college. You just kind of tired of hearing about like let them arrive to the stage before the stage is already set up and say his name. And he still haven't even walked down, walked down the um, ramp to even get there. I like, ag- agree one thousand percent. It's just becoming too overwhelming, as if it's nothing going on in the league. I I agree, and the tanking is already getting kind of getting out of hand. Um, and they're forgetting about the guy in the G League, in Scoot. I don't know if you've seen any of him. Yeah, I watched both of them. I watched when they teams went against each other. I was like, yes. That Scoot is going to be special. I I just, I know in my heart of hearts, I, I'll have to, t- when it comes draft time, you know, I like to talk to Caleb. I'll, we'll have to get him on. We'll have to talk about all the draft guys. But man, Scoot is going, I, he should not be discounted in the slightest. I think if he was any other year, First overall, quite easily. Um, that's what. Um, that's the same thing when Bianca said. Oh yeah, <laughs> which, the exact same thing. Which JD, you have to love that confidence, though. You have to love. Yeah, I love. I mean, you know, <laughs> I, I love. I love that kind of talk. It's just make sure you back it up when you get to the uh, league. I'm. I can't wait to see that, but that's the draft is a long way away. The draft is God. I don't even know how many months from now. I'm not going to count. Um, the next team I want to talk about and a team that JD missed. So we could probably bunch these into one Gordon Hayward. Um, his wife posted on Instagram and said that the Hornets were saying that it was a contusion in his shoulder. When in reality, it was a fracture in his shoulder. And then the Hornets updated the injury report and said he was going to be out indefinitely. Um, JD, Gordon Hayward, he's really good. But so let's let's go through the games played in Charlotte. I mean, we could go through the games played since he, you know, ripped his ankle in half. So in 2018, obviously, he plays one game after you know, opening night, we watch you and I were watching that game together. If you yeah, remember, I, I, I do. I do. I was about to say, um, 2018, 19, he plays 72 games. Pretty good. 2019, 20, he plays, um, 52 games. But if you remember that year, that's the year they make the conference finals, but he gets hurt and doesn't finish that playoffs. 2021, he plays 44 games. So doesn't finish that year. And they get destroyed in the play in round last year. He's a little healthier, but he only plays 50 games, 49 games. I rounded up a little bit this year. He's played 11 games out of 20 so far. Let's just call it 20. I I just think he might be done. You know, he's had a good run, but if he can't stay healthy, what's the point of trying? 
I don't, I don't I don't think he's done just because of I mean we we gotta call a spade a spade. Gordon Hayward healthy, still a bucket. Gordon Hayward healthy, still is a very good player. Yes, the injuries is unfortunate. It's part of the game. I think I think he just might have to learn maybe not a new style of play, but a better way to preserve his body, you know. And to be fair, you know, a fractured shoulder isn't really something you can control. But still, it just is like at a certain point, again, like you said, I'm kind of reversing your phrasing on you. You got to call a spade a spade. He just can't stay healthy. <laughs> no, he, he, I mean, it's, it, it definitely seems feels like that. But his sports, man, at this point, you just got to accept that that's what comes with it. You're definitely not wrong there. I mean, a lot. There's some other guys that also have that reputation or don't have that reputation. So we'll see how it goes. Hopefully he can come back and play this year because the Hornets have seemed to go as Gordon Hayward goes. Um, he's, a, he's a big piece to to what they what they need. Like he's able to do so much. And I think that's why whenever he's out, it hurts so bad. And then I I probably should say his name, but Jackass Miles Bridges, him being him him not being there no more, that really takes a lot from that team because he finally has stepped into a place where when Gordon Hayward was out, he he could take take on some of that responsibility. Yeah, exactly. Um, but now they don't have that. They don't have Lamelo Ball, who you also said we should talk about. He re-injured his ankle. Who knows how long he'll be out again this time? He came he came back. I think a lot faster than both of us expected. Oh, absolutely. I think it's safe to say. Um, if we knew he was coming back, I think we would have waited on the Hornets. Yeah, but even then, he came back like a week. <laughs> he was back for a week, and then he got injured again. <laughs> yeah, wasn't it like three games later? It's it's crazy. Charlotte is just not the place to be if you want to be healthy. Yeah, or um, yeah, or play basketball. Um, Lamelo played three games before he got hurt again, and. I wouldn't be surprised if he sat. Do you have any other Hornets thoughts real quick before we move on to your other teams that you missed? Um, yeah, one thing. This kind of uh, off topic, but you know, did you read about when James Bull Knight uh, had got drunk and was in his car with a gun and they picked them up. The police yeah. picked them up. I saw that. Okay, so I was curious to how that got little to no coverage, and the Kyrie thing had blew up the way it had blew up. And I just felt like, okay, it's one thing to be on, you know, for what Kyrie. What, whatever you feel about Kyrie, right? But it's another thing to be in the NBA. And it, it's happening in Charlotte a lot. 
Well, they guys getting arrested and getting into just simply dumb, dumb stuff. And it don't get covered as much. Like the only one we can really say is the Miles Bridges thing. But we got to think. Montrez Harrowhead got arrested out there. Um, who who? It was another player. Devontae Graham had went back there, got arrested, and then they rookie Blue Knight had got in a situation like that, and they got almost no coverage. Is it a thing that because Charlotte not a happy like a destination for superstars? We got to sweep it under the rug. Or can we just be completely honest and say it's something going on out there? I think so. You're bringing up good points. Um, First of all, I did mention on the last power hour that Kyrie is back. Um, I think we recorded it before he played, but we saw he was going to play that week. So I think I didn't mention that. Um, so I think you bring up a good point in that Charlotte, I just think is a really small market compared to like, well, compared to Kyrie, first of all, Kyrie is one of the biggest stars in the NBA flat out. So when Kyrie does something like it or like, you know, fair or unfair, it's just going to get coverage out the wazoo. Right. And Charlotte, you know, First of all, some of those details that they had in the book night arrest story, if memory serves, were completely unnecessary. Um, if I remember correctly, I think they had like the fact that he got arrested with a bag of Doritos. Yes, bro. They were sitting on the dashboard. Like, who cared? <laughs> like, who cares? That's completely irrelevant. Um, I just feel like to finish your point, Charlotte's just not relevant to a lot like especially this year they're six and 14 they're not good and i don't feel like they're gonna i mean let's be real here jd how many are they gonna win more than 30 games like at this rate hell no exactly so i don't think they're people are you know clamoring for more charlotte hornets coverage personally no it's not but it it, fair is fair you know Mm -hmm. well i get what you're saying and it's a fair point but i just feel like at a certain point too you know I mean, how much did we... I totally forgot about the Devontae Graham thing. I totally forgot about the Montrez thing because, you know, Montrez thing has been out <laughs> outshone by a ladder gate. You know, I forgot about all that stuff. So it's like, I, I see your point, but and I think... I just I think... Get, they, I get that Kyrie is a, the biggest star. It's just, I, I feel like the way that certain things are being covered, it is a fair... Because there's a lot of other things going on that we could say is probably more impact. These guys being arrested is definitely more impactful than what Kyrie Irving posted on social media. The reason being, this is their life. Yes, this is Kyrie life. Kyrie not getting arrested for that. He, What did Kyrie have to do? Like, like seriously, what did he have to do to come back? We saw all the, you know, you know what I mean? But look at what these guys had to go through. They had to go through court. Some of them probably still got a legal situation going on. I would guarantee that those are more serious than a social media post that, yeah, he got backlash and hate. 
but it's not getting him arrested. I'll say this, JD. Um, I don't know the next time Miles Bridges is going to play basketball. I don't think it's oh, going to be this year. He, he definitely got to go to China. Well, he's not. He's if he signs in the NBA, he's going to get suspended. I don't think there's any. If I don't think he will stuff. get signed in the NBA. I don't think he will either. He's going to get the OJ Mayo treatment. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. So, but I, I think, you know, that does kind of illustrate your point. Like, I think some crimes do fit the punishment. And I think Miles Bridges's crime definitely fits whatever punishment he's going to get from the NBA. Because that whole situation, I'm not going to touch that situation with a 10 foot pole. Like, that situation just seems yeah yeah under, or, understood we don't need to have from, to go deep into it but i just wanted to point that that yeah that out for that sure i felt like it, it um i don't know man <laughs> i get you let's um let's transition though to some other teams real quick do you have what are your thoughts on the boston celtics that can you I, missed can i say this they coached ain't, ain't the reason why they succeeded. I don't want to hear nothing about him coaching the year. I don't want to hear nothing about this kid. But let me just say this. How many people should apologize to me specifically for saying that those kids can play together? Jalen Brown and Jason Tanner. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I've said it for years. It's not them. And the way they came out this year, just trailblazing. Oh, man. I think that them two, you know what? I'm going to say it. Right as of today, best duo. I mean, so far, you wouldn't be, that's not off base. I need to see it in the playoffs, but. I'm not going to call you crazy. I wouldn't have called you crazy last year. For, I, mean, for, I mean, even in the playoffs last year, we can I say w- that we 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 kind of saw them come together and do some. They they got to the finals off the backs of both of them. I'm not just putting it on Tatum because Jalen Brown was huge. I'd be remiss if I didn't say I didn't talk about Tatum enough um, during Tatum and Brown enough during our segment. They're amazing. The segment we did with Dylan, you know, I like to go deep into the role players with Dylan. Those two are amazing. And they, they are. They they really are. And one more thing while we while we speaking. I got to tip my head to old ass Al Horford. Mm hmm. Oh, man, his old ass. I, I can't, you know, the reason I never liked that. Hopefully, he always killed the Bulls. But, oh, man, Al, this, this guy's filthy with it. He, I, 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 I can't lie. I love what he's doing, man. I love what his, oh, man, Al. That's all I can say. I'm, I just love what he means to that team. And I said when they when he first got traded, when he first left, I said, Al not going to look good nowhere unless he go back to Boston. Remember when he went to Philly, I said that should be a good situation, but they not going to do good with three uh, guys 6'10 and up on the floor. 
And I wanted him back in Boston. When he first left, I said he should have stayed in Boston. And he went back. And look at him now. Exactly. Now, I'm, I, I'm not saying that he can't succeed nowhere else, but Boston is fit for him and his leadership. That's the perfect situation for Al Horford at this stage of his career. Exactly. Um, let's go ahead and move to the Blazers real quick. What are your thoughts on the Blazers? Uh, overachieving right now, but I like. Obviously, I love what Simon's doing. Jeremy Grant turned it around after I dropped his ass in fantasy. Like, come on now. <laughs> then uh, Nurkic, I love what Nurkic's been doing. Dame, please get healthy. Please get healthy. Y'all have an exciting team to watch for this simple reason. The battle of the backcourts this year has been insane. The battle of the, the duos and some trios have been insane. Dang, get healthy. Please I know you probably get healthy. I know you probably didn't have time to listen to the pod. I gave Chauncey Bell up some compliments. You should. I told you. I, I I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. Not today. Now's not the time. We'll have time when we get to the next Blazers episode. Um, let's talk about the Pacers real quick. JD, I know you have some Tyrese Halliburton thoughts. He's the only person I would compliment. You no, wouldn't he, compliment no, Matherin. I'm, I'm, I'm just playing Matherin cool. But, I mean, I just have to say this. Free Tyrese. Get him out of there. He just got there. I don't want him there. He's too good. It's the Pacers organization. What can they do for him? <laughs> he just got there. <laughs> He's a dog, man. Did you see he had 15... 50- Assist and zero turnovers. Bro, I love his game. I love Tyrese Hallenberg. I I, I I just hate that he in Indiana. It's not made. Listen. Okay, let me let me put on. Okay. If you want to succeed, you don't want the front office. All in your videos, not wanting you to do good, not trying to build a championship team. Don't come to Indiana. (laughs) Indiana is not the place to be, man. It's not. I'm sorry. They want to make the playoffs, get their extra bonus. Woohoo! Don't come to Indiana, man. They championship is the playoffs. Who is. Who who wants to do that? It, we know Tyrese Halliburton is a competitor. That's not meant for him. You gotta love it. Um, let's talk about the Cavs, JD. What have you liked from the Cavs this season? <sighs> Outside of the injuries, almost everything. Are I they mean, a true Don- contender? Yes. Donovan Mitchell is passing a damn ball. Donovan Mitchell, I mean, I still hate the fact that he barely can go left without pulling up or trying to force his way back right. But it's working. Yeah, he's been really good. He's been really good. Garland's been really good. I mean, they they just have a team. They need a real small four. I'm sorry. Karis LeVert not going to cut it. And Okuro not going to cut it. That's a team. See, a team like that. 
well, going Hayward don't got to play as many minutes or have to do as much. That's perfect for him. See, I don't even think they need a guy like that. I think they need a guy like, I don't know, like a worse Mikhail Bridges, you know, someone who's going to like. They should go out to Jay Crowder, too. I mean, Jay Crowder would be good, but does he hit enough threes? Is he like does kind of he, a four? Does, but does he have to? I mean, you have to guard him. So, I mean, that's fair. I, I, you know, I've always like. They're not in a situation where they are really. I mean, they just need an upgrade. They don't question, need a big upgrade. Question. Does Jay Crowder want to go back to Cleveland? I mean, I would say obviously, hell no, but that's just <laughs> well, Brown's not there my, this time. That's because of my personal opinions about Cleveland. But as a competitor, why wouldn't you? I don't th- I don't think the reason that Jay wouldn't want to go there is there anymore, if that makes sense. Yeah, but I'm just saying as a competitor. That, that that's not a bad destination. Can we talk about like we're not going to talk about it? It's just crazy that Jay Crowder and LeBron didn't work out. Like I don't know, how, like you would think that Jay Crowder is the perfect player for next to LeBron. Nope, didn't work. Crazy. They just shipped him. Shipped him at the deadline. They had. Utah. They had no. They they didn't really care for Jay Crowder. No, that's that's what I believe. I don't. I it's the only explanation that makes sense. Um, last team. Last team before we get into our teams for the week. JD, the team I think you are the most upset that you missed. So I want to give you as much space to talk about this no, team. A- absolutely. absolutely. The Memphis Grizzlies. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh man. Before the injury. Before the injury. Desmond Bain, 25 points a night. Oh my gosh, you saw that coming. He got better off the dribble. Desmond Bain literally has become one of like, you know, I already love Desmond Bain, but Desmond Bain is like one of my favorite players. Like in the NBA. I don't I don't think it's nothing that he can do wrong for me right now. He's on that type of level uh and, and, and of my guys, like, oh my gosh, Desmond Bain. Dylan Brooks looking efficient right now. Jerry Jackson come back being dominant. Jerry Jackson, A.B., that's your guy. Jerry Jackson is your guy. You've never heard me talk this, this like this about Jerry Jackson. No, you didn't. But, oh, my God, since he's been back, man, you can't do nothing but think this is the next team to take over the league. I, I have them right there. John Morant, John Morant is going to be the best player in the league at some point. They haven't even gotten Zaire Williams back. That's what's crazy. Like, Zaire Williams was a good player last year as a rookie. Yes, he was. Knocking down big shots, played big minutes, and was a guy that they showed that they trust. And because they trusted him, you could tell that that translated in his gameplay. Like, oh, man. Memphis is on oh my man Memphis oh I can't say nothing bad about Memphis and you know another thing I just I gotta give this guy some love Steven Adams I love you Steven I love you that's all I, I don't I 
I, right now, I feel I sound like a fanboy because I am that high on Memphis, man. They like, let me see. You know, John Morant, my favorite player to watch outside of Kyrie. Those two. John's hitting two. threes this year. Like, he's actually hitting threes. I know. Help John Kyrie, my favorite players to watch, but favorite teams to watch? Memphis. Another team that we're going to discuss today. And Clippers and Golden State and the Bulls. Top five teams to watch in, in that order. In that order. Those are my favorite teams to watch. I got to love it. I can't even think of my five right now. I haven't seen every team so far. I've seen most of them. Um... I'll tell you who's not in my top five. It's the Knicks. <laughs> we gotta oh. pick our we gotta pick our teams real quick. Do you wanna just do that on the pod? Just like we might as well just do it right now. What what for the next week? Um come on. So okay. I'm thinking I wanna do Sacramento. It's time. I agree. For the good team. So okay. Why don't you pick a good team? Preferably from the East, but if you want to pick one from the West, we can do our bad team from the East. Good team from the East. Well. We haven't done the Bulls. We haven't done the Bucks. I don't, I don't want to do the Bulls yet. Uh, we haven't done the Raptors. The Raptors are just getting Siakam back. So it's yeah. maybe a good. I, I would say next week. Let's do Toronto because I want to give Siakam a week to see how he um how he looked and how he comes back. Not as far as judging a team based off him, but just seeing just seeing how he how he moving and the possibility of the possibility of them being a threat in the playoffs to upset a team. So the East teams we haven't done yet. <laughs> this is bleak. <laughs> so we've done we haven't done the Bucks. We haven't done the Bulls. We haven't done the Bulls. We haven't done the Raptors. <laughs> we haven't done the Wizards, the Nets, the Knicks, and the Magic and Pistons. But obviously, um Oh man, we've got a real. I think the Nets might be it because they just got Kyrie back. But it's your pick. Oh, or you could just go out west, and we could do the magic for our bad team. Um, let's do the Knicks. Let's get they trash ass out. Hey man, the sooner the better. <laughs> so Kings, Knicks, and then let's stick out West for our bad team and let's just knock out. Oh, um, I, I chose Toronto. Oh, oh, you want Toronto? Yeah. Okay, so we're doing the Knicks as our bad team. I don't yeah. mind that. Okay, let's, let's get them out of there. They suck. <laughs> I think the Wizards and Knicks are are in the bad team category. Oh, I like the I like the Wizards ten times more. Okay, well, we can put the... I think the Wizards are actually probably going to make the playoffs. So, all right, JD, I'm going to let you choose since you've been off the last couple of weeks. Do you want to start with the Thunder, the Hawks, or the Warriors? Absolutely the Thunder. <laughs> okay, so the Thunder are 8-12. and 12. They are currently 12th in the West, um, which is about right. 
I would say. Since the last time we talked on the Power Hour, which I don't even remember the day it was. It was, I think, <laughs> November 17th, if memory serves. Um, so we're just going to go Friday, November 18th, going from all our games. They lost to the Grizzlies 121 to 110. They lost to the Knicks 129 to 119. They lost to the Nuggets 131 to 126. They beat the Bulls 123 to 119. And then they lost the lost to the Rockets, one eighteen to one oh five. I mean, we can't talk about the Thunder without we gotta. There's, I mean, we're gonna talk about other players. I'm sure we have I'll to have, obviously get to the guy. Yeah, there's one guy, and it's Shay. I mean, holy shit! <laughs> right now, first team. JD, I, I I can't go that far, but right now, first 31, 31, six, um, five rebounds. 1.7 steals, an efficient 51% from the field, 36% from three, getting to the line nine times a game, making 92% of his free throws. AB, first team, give me Shea and Ja right now with the season in. That would be a, like during a slow week. That would be fun to do if we were going to do two episodes. I don't think we'd have time for that, but if we had time, that would be fun. Um, I don't, I don't think that's crazy, though. I don't think it's crazy. What have you seen from Shea? Because I know you probably watched him a lot when he was at UK. What have you seen from Shea this year that's like stood out to you? Confidence in his shot. Like it was sometimes we saw it last season, but oh my gosh. This dude, he just uncut. It's like he, he just, you know how when the player got their swag on? Mm-hmm. He is not coming off anymore. He knows he's that guy. And he the way he's playing, it's like he's daring you to prove that he's not. And you can't. What can't he do? He's a walking triple-double threat. He He's literally averaging over 30 points a night. Okay, his team not winning. But he on that scouting report that you need to stop him because they in every game. For the most part, it's been a couple blowouts, but it's the NBA. But he's got them competing. They're in most games. And you don't you can't ask for nothing more when he's leading a young team. Like 85% of their roster are not developed players. You can't be upset with that. If this is how the leader is going, if this is how the leader is, you gotta do none but think that they're gonna follow suit eventually and put in as much work. We watched Shay literally come from a, a kid that we knew had game, but was still trying to figure out the lead to watching him do this and how, how many years? Four? Four. Come on now. Come on now. It's amazing. You gotta love it. Like I said, and he and he's a team player. He's a team player. The problem is, is that his team can't make shots. Um, if he had a team, if he was on, let's just say, if he was on the Clippers right now, right? If you just swapped out, if you took off Paul George and you took off Kawhi Leonard, which would be a ridiculous premise, 
if you built the current Clippers team around Shea Gilgis Alexander, I think they might win 55 games. <laughs> and I don't think that's crazy. I really don't. Like they are, he's so good at getting to the rim whenever he wants and finishing. That little, the finishing is insane. He plays herky jerky, is I think overused. He has an actual herky jerky game. Like, yeah, you can't the, say what's necessarily his move. You can't mm-hmm. just say, let's do this one thing and we got him. Yeah, the rhythm, he's not going to get you with one move. The rhythm is always going to throw you off. And he has such a beautiful timing to his game where it's like, okay, I can't here. time him, but he's timing you. Mm-hmm. He's got such intuition. He's such a smart basketball player. He's such the IQ is so high. So like <laughs> he's such an incredibly high IQ basketball player. If anyone else on this team could make shots, and to be clear, I think Poku, my guy Poku, JD, forty one percent from three. Um, hey, I'm taking hey, he, a, need, he need he need to be a little bit better. I'm taking a dub on that one though. Uh, the rest of the roster, listen. Um, hey, I like Josh Giddy. Not consistent enough, but I like Giddy. But that's what we kind of got to expect that from a young team. They're not going to be as consistent. I think that this team is, I don't don't think they're going to go for, we're talking about Weminyama. I don't think they're going to be as blatantly tanking this year as they were in the last couple of years. I think that's done. I think the way you see them play, they're playing hard. They compete their ass off every night. And you're doing a disservice to a guy like Shea if you're going to not at least let him play 65 games this year. And if he plays 65 games, you're going to win 35 of those. And and only thing you can criticize with Shea is his health, but it's the lead. We know how that go. But he's been playing most of this year. Exactly. He's played 19 out of 20 games. He's only missed one game. I'm sure something will pop up. He'll miss like 10 games, but I'm guessing he's not, it's not going to be like years past where it's like, oh, he's got a, you know, foot thing. He's not going to play the rest of the year in conveniently timed in February. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think he's going to play an all-star game. He's an all-star. Like, I mean, (laughs) you can't average 30, you can't average what he's averaging and not be an all-star. He's going to be an all-star. He's going to finish out the season. I mean, let's hear what I said about him. Let's be real here. I mean, you said all NBA first team. And I don't think that's crazy. The craziest thing I've heard. Let's be real here. Okay. Utah is bound to fall off at some point. They just are like, this is unsustainable for them. They're not going to, especially because they're going to start trading guys. You know, the day like December 15th, when teams can start trading guys, that's, that's two weeks that's, away. That's just what, what I'm waiting for to see what they do. Because exactly. right now, everybody is just building their rides and they stock over there. Yeah. And the Jazz, by the way, no one's talking. Everyone's like, oh, the Jazz are the first seed in the NBA. No one's talked about how now they're, you know, they're falling back in the pack. They're 12 and 10. They're the eighth seed right now. Yeah, um, they had lost three in a row. <laughs> they are currently four games ahead of the Thunder. Um, I think the Thunder. Well, the Thunder have a better record than the Lakers right now. Is it crazy to say that they're better than the Lakers? I don't think it is. As much as I hate them, no. Not with the way Anthony Davis has been playing. 
Anthony think, Davis is better. Like Anthony Davis and Shea Gilgis Alexander have been on a similar. Well, since AD's been by himself, they've been on a similar level. I would. I, I think it's safe to say the whole season Shea's been better. Yeah, I, I just think right now we see the Lakers kind of finding something that's kind of working for them. So I give it a. I give it into January to see. All right. Are we okay? So right now, the West standings, because I think now's a good time to start looking at the standings and being like, okay, what's real? What's not? Suns, first seed again, not surprising. Nuggets. Let me say this. Let me say this real quick. Screw the Suns. Okay, keep going. (laughs) We're going to have to talk about them sometime in the next couple of weeks. Hey, won't hit nothing good. (laughs) Um, Nuggets and Grizzlies, second and third. I don't think either of us are surprised by that. Um, Pelicans, fourth. Again, I don't think either of us are surprised by that. Clippers are five, Kings six, Blazers, Jazz, Warriors, Wolves, Mavs, Thunder. Okay. So I think the Thunder's offense is what's going to hold them back, right? I think their defensive principles are good, but you know, they're still a young team, so they're going to just allow a few too many open things. Yeah. Or, or turnovers. Right. They, exactly. they commit turnovers on offensive end. Yeah. And I think. We haven't really talked about it much, JD. That new take foul rule is the best thing that's happened to the NBA in a while. Where you can't foul guys in the half court anymore. Mm-hmm. And you can actually play transition basketball again. God. Because now you actually have to play basketball again. <laughs> you can't like, oh, you stole the ball from me at half court. Well, you're getting fouled. Nope, you actually have to play basketball. And we're seeing... It took a teams a couple of weeks to get adjusted to that. Now I think teams are actually like having to coach transition defense again for the first time in actual years. Probably. I don't know how long it's been, but it's been long enough. Yeah. So, you know, I think last year the Thunder just had to coach half court defense. Now they're actually having to coach transition defense too. But anyway, I think if you have Shea, you just need, I think Trey man, JD, I really I like, like Trey Mann. I like I like what he I like his potential. Yes, he's not there yet, but he's 21. He's 21. They got such a young team, man. They, do. they have such a young team. And that's what makes you excited about what they could turn out to be. Exactly. I um again, Poku has been <laughs> A monster, not a monster. I'm, I'm not. I'm not talking about him. <laughs> he's averaging almost two blocks a game. Um, I, I need more consistency. He's averaging two blocks a game and forty-one percent from three. Listen, if he's just a three and D big, JD, I think that's pretty good from what he. We saw what he was a couple years ago. He's a small ass big though. Yes, yes, but. I have no counter for that. <laughs> um, if he's like a power forward, though. Yeah, that could suffice for some. He's small for any position. I will grant that. But if he gets to like 220, you know, maybe he'll have some solid core strength. I really like Jalen Williams, the guard, because, you know, they have two Jalen Williamses. Yeah, which is weird. Yeah, I like the guard, um, number eight. He's got really good feel to me. And I think the jumper will come around eventually. Right now he's at 28% from three, but there's no, his his feel is too good and his touch is too good. There's no way he's going to stay at 28% from three forever. We should talk about Giddy. 
Yeah, I think he worked it. I I don't know. So okay, why is Giddy worth it to you? Because you know how some guys that is just they affect the game, and you like, dude, he he not doing. You know, okay, okay. San Antonio Boris Dia. I don't know why, but I think of Giddy. Like you just you just can't figure out what makes him so good. But it's like he he just does the right things. And it's like it don't look like he's doing much. Sometimes it do when you know when he's putting on big scoring nights, but he just affects the game in, in so many ways. It's like you can get lost in in saying um he's he's not really doing nothing for me. But then you look at the box score, you look at the actual game and it's like oh my. When did he do this? You know what I'm saying? That's that's giddy to me. See, this is my problem with giddy is that First of all, okay. You could have taken Franz Wagner. I mean, I think the Warriors have the same conundrum where, you know, coulda, shoulda, woulda. Okay, we, I won't do that because it's not fair, right? Coulda, shoulda, woulda, coulda taken this guy. You know, Warriors could have taken Lamelo Ball, whatever. I'm not going to do all that. It's not unfair. Um, yeah, at this point, you can't be mad. But yeah. I, I wouldn't mind seeing Lamelo with them either. Exactly. Exactly. So we're we're not going to relitigate draft decisions right now. That being said, Giddy is the Diao comparison is interesting to me. But what made Diao so dynamic to me was that he was an excellent shooter. Excellent. Like you could not leave him open outside. But he was but he chose he was very picky about when he shot the ball. He was, but I mean when he was with Pop though, I mean so okay. In twenty fourteen, um when he was with when he was with San Antonio, thirty-eight percent first year, forty percent second year. Now he didn't shoot a lot like you said, but point stands at least he could make it right i saw giddy airball a shot from like right next to the block or he overshot it <laughs> like at a certain point we can't just keep ignoring this you know what i mean <laughs> like he's good but if he's going to be a problem how long can we ignore the problem? Like he he's a good young talent, right? And he's probably been I not probably, he's been your best draft pick. But you've only had two drafts when you've been rebuilding, right? Well, this one and the and the 2021 one where you picked Giddy. I just don't know, JD. How long do you wait for him to develop a jumper? Or do you think like how long until it's a lost cause? Um, I mean, this about to sound kind of bad, but we've seen a lot of people develop jumpers at different moments in their career. Maybe it's just not, he just haven't found it yet. 
We don't know when he will, but we can't count out the fact that he can. I would just say there's um, a fellow guy from his continent slash country who also is has questions about his shooting. And also another guy who was drafted pretty high by the Jazz, if you remember him, named Dante Exum mm-hmm. from his country. Screw him. I, I'm just saying, other than Patty Mills and Joe Ingles, like they're, they either get sharpshooters out of Australia or you can't shoot at all. There's like no ifs, ands, or buts. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what's going on. But I, I just want to see him make shots if he could make shots JD he's a completely different player it unlocks he's a 20 point a game scorer he's just doing so much more for your team if you can make one more three a game he's already at 17 points a game (laughs) or 18 points a game and I think that changes the complexion of this team I really do he's a good defender he's a good He's I'm a not good try- all-around player. Yeah, I'm not trying to hate on Josh Giddy. I'm just saying, at what point does that flaw, that flaw in particular, J.D., there's two flaws that kill your team. Not being able to shoot, not being able to defend. At what point does that flaw rear its ugly head? I think that's the Thunder's biggest question going forward. Um, I don't think I have any other... <laughs> Thunder thoughts. Um, well, I just want to shout a couple guys out real quick before we move on to a team. I'm sure you'll enjoy talking about more. <laughs> you know, it's the fun of the power hour, JD. We got to talk about the shitty teams. Um, I already brought up Trey Mann. Shout out Aaron Wiggins, the other Wiggins. Um, he plays with a lot of energy. Lou Dort, we didn't talk about him, but there wasn't yeah. really much to talk about. Start making your shots, Lou. And then yeah, I actually don't think I have anything else. Jeremiah Robinson Earl. Honestly. God, I wish Chet was healthy. If Chet was healthy this year, they're making the play in. Easy. Oh yeah. Honestly, I think we talked much about enough about OKC. I listen, you know. Just wait till we're talking about well, not the Knicks. Just wait till we're talking about the magic. You will be <laughs> having the oh. time of your life. Oh yeah, it'll be a twenty second conversation. Well, hey, what mean, about what about Paolo? Good guy. All right. You mean twenty minutes? Um, JD. All right, let's go ahead. Would you like to do the Warriors or the Hawks next? The Warriors. <laughs> I'm gonna surprise you with what I gotta say about the Hawks, so I gotta say. Okay, I can't wait to hear this. Okay, so the Warriors. Since we last, um, since Dylan and I last talked, it was that they beat the Knicks 111 to 101. They beat the Rockets 127 to 120. They got shellacked by the Pelicans 128 to 183, but they rested all their players. They beat the Clippers 124 to 107, beat the Jazz 129 to 118, and then they destroyed the Timberwolves 137 114. Um, Warriors are getting back on track. Everyone was kind of freaking out about them. But I do think the I do think the bench JD is kind of a concern. I don't so, think that's unfair. It's definitely a concern, but you know one thing about Golden State. We saw that last year. All they need is two guys off their bench. Last year, Otto Porter Jordan Poole. They got a bulk of the minutes from the bench. 
Like, can we think of any other like bench player who really played big minutes for them? Gary Payton. Oh man, I I, I for, you know, see, I forgot about him because of the injury in the playoffs. Yeah, he he had to get those minutes back, but even then. They had to learn to play without him. And they're missing him. They're missing him big time. Oh, absolutely. You 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 have to. But even then, man, it's Golden State. They're going to be fine. <laughs> they're going to be fine. See, okay. Steve Kerr will figure it out. You know why I objected to your first team for Shea? Is, is uh, number 30. Uh, hey, listen. I love Steph Curry. You know, you know how I feel about Steph. But I'm sorry. I gotta right now I gotta I gotta take that bad man Shay. 30, you know how many threes he's made so far? Listen, I'm not discounting nothing that Steph Curry has done. He's great. He's a superstar, one of my favorite players ever. What he's doing is obviously insane. And you know I know that. I got him in fantasy. I love Steph Curry. But I got it. I I have to show Shay some love. If I don't do it, who gonna do it? I mean, I I also did, but you know, fair enough. Um, I think Steph is dragging this team because Clay is finding his legs. Clay Clay um, coming back. Clay coming he, back. He's played better the last couple of weeks. Um, much to Caleb Lynch's chagrin. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, yeah. Let me. I was just about to say. I love <laughs> Caleb. <laughs> But I told him, we got to be patient with Clay. We have to. Clay coming back, man. He is looking a lot know, better. You know, I've been a bigger Clay Thompson fan than I've been a Steph fan. And you know, I'm, you know, it's not many people that can say anything bad to me about Steph. So you know, I won't stand for any Clay bashing. I told people, just wait. You can't lose your jumper. Unless you had a lucky year. But trust me, a shooter won't lose his shot. Last five games for Clay. Um, shooting 56% from three. Oh my gosh. Say yeah. it again, AB. Say it again. Last five games for Clay, 56% from three. Um, he just might be at the point of his career with all the injuries. He might just be super streaky now. But with the way Steph is playing, he might just be, they might just, he might have that luxury, you know, of being able to be super streaky. Here's, here's my problem with the bench. You know, I started with the bench. Dante DiVincenzo has been fine. Right? I, like I don't him. think, I, I don't like think DiVincenzo for them. I don't think he sucked. He's not no. Gary Payton though. No, he's, they, they want him to kind of feel that void, but honestly, he, you know, I'm not a big DiVincenzo guy. He's been nice for them. He's been, like, he's been fine. I'm not I'll, like, I'd give it a C plus for him right now, which is, you know, uh, the way- come on, AB, how trash they bench is. We got to give him higher than that. All right, fine. I'll give him a B minus. Yes. Yes. Him and, him, <laughs> and, him and Poole deserve more than that. They well, bench is trash. I'll talk about Poole in a second. Um, Anthony Lamb. I would give a B. Like I really liked his energy and the way he plays. And you he came tell. out of nowhere. Yeah, he came. Well, I'm pretty sure he was on the Wizards at some point. I feel like that's a guy 
he, no, he was not on the Wizards. So he played 24 games for the Rockets in um, 2021, played two games for the Spurs last year. Doesn't Anthony and, Lamb sound like the name of a guy who would play for the Wizards, though? A, a Milwaukee team. I mean, Milwaukee, Washington, potato, potato. Um, Jamichael Green has looked terrible. Oh and my I, gosh, I, I don't know that. what happened to you. know how I feel about you. I can't talk about him. He, he's missing layups. I, like, I, I love you. know how I feel about Jermichael. I can't, I can't, I, I, I can't believe it. It hurt. He, it hurts my ass to see some of the stuff that he's missing. Yeah, like he's getting. Thankfully, their floor is so spaced. Something I've noticed is that the floor is so spaced, he'll get a wide open offensive rebound. Yeah, I was about it. to say the offensive and rebound is still a great ass, asset and, of his. And get his own putback because no one else is around him. But still, I just. It's been ugly for him. And I know, like, the numbers don't suggest that. Like, the numbers are like, oh, he's been playing fine. No. No, it's it's not been fine. He's no, they weren't gonna be able to replace Otto Porter. That was gonna be the guy. Like they thought Kaminga was gonna be that. No, I don't know what's going on with Kaminga. Kaminga can't shoot threes. I think that's pretty cut and dry. Like I think he needs to be he's a better shooter than Draymond. So I think the potential of him becoming a better shooter is high. But man, he 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 really need to get to that point. Hey, I saw Draymond make a 20 footer swish it. So I don't know, man, in all seriousness, like I thought what Kuminga's best role was last year. And I think you'll agree with this because, you know, I think you would agree with this too. Players are at their best when they have a defined role. They come in, they know what they're doing every single time. Last year, Kuminga was a monster. You put him in the game. He's going to dive to the rim. Every single time, hard, hard. He is going to go and just crash the rim, right? He's not doing that this year. <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on. So, like, percentage of his shots at the rim probably isn't that, compared to last year, probably is nowhere near where it was. Like, I have, don't have the stats pulled up. I actually could probably pull them up right now. Um. He just needs to be towards the rim. I haven't, I liked what I saw more from Moody last year. You know how it is to, you know, year one to year two. Expectations. Like they have a scouting report on you. So yeah. So 50% of his shots were at the rim last year. 40% of his shots at the rim this year. Um, He's shooting 29% of his shots on three. Shooting 31% of his shots from mid range. That's, that's, that's not the um, distribution I want. I have to say. I think I want it to be 50 20, 50 30 20. I don't know. I don't know. Um, do you like have any like cr- wild, crazy thoughts on the starting lineup? I mean, they've been just amazing this year. I think they start lineup is arguably one of the best in the league still. I think it probably is. I mean, based off of stats, last I heard, they did have the best starting lineup, but they had the worst bench. Or they had like a top three starting lineup. It was it was something along that range. And for me, it, it becomes difficult for me when I see them because 
I feel like <laughs> you don't want Steph, Clay, Draymond, Looney playing 35 minutes a night. Hell, the reason they were so great on their run was because they didn't play fourth quarters. They was blowing everybody out. Which does what? Hey, you know what this do, AB? It leaves you rested for the playoffs. They have to get back to that. So they're going to need their bench to step up a little bit. Because we know when the playoffs come, if Steph played 33, 34 minutes a night, Steph is going to kill in the playoffs. We don't, we, you, you know, we know we could depend on their guys in the playoffs. You know, they, they stars. It's just for me personally, I, I, I want to see though, those bitch guys make it a little easier on them. Just make it easier on them. We yeah. know because of who they are, what they're going to do. But make make it easier so they can do even more. Cause we know that they're gonna clown and show out. Is that's that's their game. You can't have the top two shooters up in NBA history and not understand when when the time calls, they not gonna answer. You know that they're gonna answer. The question is how bad are they gonna do you when they answer? Give them a break. Just exactly. give them a break. That's that's the only thing I have with how trash they benches. Give them a break at some point so they can kill in the playoffs. Because at the end of the day, we still can't say it's teams hands and feet above them. As much as we say Memphis could have beat them, that was still to be seen. We don't know. Now, you know how high I am on Memphis. I just did. But it's Golden State. Let's not, woulda, you know. Let's exactly. Let's not be. Let's not be oblivious to the fact that when it comes to Golden State, anything can happen because it's Golden State. Exactly. I mean, how many Golden State coulda, shoulda, wouldas have we had over the years? Like you know, if Draymond hadn't punched LeBron, you know, Golden State would have won in 2016. If Kevin or, Kyrie hadn't gotten hurt, you know, if oh, let, Chris Paul hadn't gotten hurt. You going? You, know, you how, going? You going? You going? To the ones that's irrelevant. Let's go to the most relevant. 2017. A guy who retired, who I feel like should have got his head busted before he did. Oh, that one. Yeah. yeah. I refuse to say his name, but you know what he did to Kawhi Leonard. Um, Because JD refuses to say it, and this is an audio medium. Um, JD is referring to Zaza Pachulia. Um, stepping under Kawhi Leonard's foot in game one of the finals and probably ruining Kawhi's career. Is that fair to say? To an extent. I think that's probably fair to say. Um, yes. Because we, 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 well, we know that ruined the Spurs. Yes. <laughs> it didn't ruin Kawhi, it ruined the Spurs. Well, I mean, I don't think Kawhi's on this downward trajectory of leg injuries that he's been on if that doesn't happen. Oh, I, I definitely agree. But, you know, my man's won a ring. So that's true. We, we could give him a little, a little. It's crazy. He had like a Brandon Roy thing, but he still won the championship. <laughs> it's that's why he's a legend. Um, real quick, I do want to shout out Wiggins 
44 yeah, for three right now. Gotta give Wig some love. Gotta give I mean, Wig some love. Listen, as as someone who has spent a lot of time trashing Andrew Wiggins, he's been ever since he got to Golden State, he's been phenomenal. And I, you know, this is truly an example of someone getting finding a home and thriving there. And just want to shout out him. I do want to talk pool before we move on to Atlanta, though. I think that should be our last thing because I think pool kind of deserves his own conversation. Do you think the whole situation from before the season is affecting him? Because I kind of do. And it makes sense. But last year, he was much more efficient. I mean, let's pull up the stats real quick. So last year, 44.8% from the field, 36% from three. Um, 92% from the free throw line this year. He's at 42% from the field, 31% from three, 84% from the free throw line last year. It didn't seem like he ever missed free throws this year. He's missing a good amount of free throws. Mm -hmm. I don't, I think maybe teams are pressuring him more still. It's just, it's weird that he's missing so much more, I guess. I, I don't know. What do you think is going on with Jordan Poole? Do you think it's just the increased defensive pressure? And teams are taking him more seriously now. Opportunity. We got to remember, Jordan Poole didn't come off the bench all of last year. Right? He started majority of the year. So what do that mean? He got he had more shots. He had more looks. He had the ball in his hands more. More opportunities to get in his bag. And what is going to happen when you have a string of three or four good games. Your percentage is going to go up. He haven't had that this year. I think he was in a role last year where he was just like, hey, go out there, give it your all. This year is so many expectations because of what we saw. And teams not only preparing for him, but like I said, he's in a situation now where he wasn't, He he he's not starting. Teams are looking for him. I mean, hell, we know that's the number one guy off the bench. He's their third option on the team. Regardless of what we want to say about how uh, good Wiggs is doing, we know Jordan Poole is the guy that they want to put the ball in his hands. So, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a multitude of things, but... To be honest, he in the he in the school of Stephen Clay. I'm not worried about him. Yeah, I'm just I am worried. I'm not gonna lie. I am worried about him. Um, it's just tough. You know, he's a great like he was a really good player last year. I had him in my top 100. I don't regret it. Um, he swung playoff games, and that Absolutely. means something to me. And I think I don't think you can deny the fact I also I think maybe it's that he's a natural shooting guard and him being the primary ball handler off the bench. I don't think he is like, you know, a Lou Williams type. Nah, you know, I don't think he is like a Jamal Crawford type. Those kind of guys have, you know. Those guys, I think, were point guards coming up and then when they came into the NBA, they were like, okay, yeah, you are better as a scorer. You don't have the passing instincts to be an NBA point guard, you're going to be a shooting guard. And they're like, okay, sweet. I have ball handling skills, so I can handle it. I can handle it well enough to be, to make it for myself. I don't think Jordan pulls that. 
so it kind of leaves you with this conundrum like who's going to set him up which I think is another area where they miss Gary Payton by the way I think Gary Payton kind of was a natural point guard in that sense like yeah he was you know doing backdoor cuts and stuff but he also was a backup point guard who's yeah. their backup point guard this year who is it <laughs> is it Ty Jerome I mean I like Ty Jerome not that much <laughs> I don't know. I think this team needs to. I don't even think this is the episode we should talk about the James Wiseman stuff because we should get to Atlanta. But man, um, I I'll just say this. I think James Wiseman deserves a chance to make it on his own on his on a new team. I don't think this is the team where he's going to succeed. I think he deserves to make it in like Detroit or Houston or somewhere where he's going to be given an opportunity. Well, I don't think Houston, he'll be given an opportunity to succeed, but somewhere like that, like San Antonio, Mm -hmm. I think somewhere where they're like, okay, we need young talent. I think I would want to give him a shot because he's was so underserved by the warriors this whole time. It's not their fault. They were going for championships, but I, I just don't think this is the opportunity. Like, we see how long it takes for big men to develop. Look how long it took for Miles Turner, JD, to become a good NBA center. <laughs> like, I don't think even you can deny Miles Turner anymore. And you're one of the biggest Miles Turner's skeptics there is. I just feel like he held back Sabonis. But now look at you. Even you can't deny it anymore, JD. You can't deny Miles Turner is good. No, nah, he is good. See, look how and look how long it took for him. I don't think Wiseman is going to be giving that opportunity. Do you have any Wiseman thoughts? Or are you ready to move on to Atlanta? Um, I think because Golden State is in a win now situation, it's just so much that we want from them. Um, and Wiseman, we 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 can't give him the ample time that it takes to be honest. I think that's fair. You ready to move on to the Hawks? Let's go. Okay, so I didn't mention the Warriors record and position in the standings. I mean, I already did, but they're 11 and 10. They're ninth in the um, West. The Hawks are 11 and 9. They're fifth in the East. Since Dylan and I last recorded, they beat the Raptors 124 to 122. They lost to the Cavs 114 to 102. Beat the Kings 115 to 106, lost to the Rockets 122 to 128 in a game that I'm sure will come up somehow, some way. Um, it's why most people are talking about the Hawks right now. And they lost to the Heat 106 to 98. JD, um, what do you think about the Atlanta Hawks right now? My favorite team to watch in the East. Interesting. That's that. That's why I wanted to hold them off. I love Atlanta. It's I don't. It's the Dejounte and Trey Young in the backcourt. Honestly, it's amazing to see. And you're right. Another reason I wanted to hold up, hold off. You remember when we did Houston? You remember the team they played the night we did them? The Hawks. What Trey Young and DeJounte did versus Houston this time, 
and they was blowing them out and gave up the lead. It's 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 like oh wow. But man, these guys had 39 and 44 points. What more can we ask from your star and guards? They honestly, my those two and Desmond Bain and Ja, my favorite guards to watch. I think like, you're really sleeping on um, Jalen Brunson and Evan Fournier. No, hell no. Oh, I lied, I lied, I lied, I lied. I have to put the obvious Steph and Clay in there. Yeah. But those those three guard duos are just simply amazing to watch. I even like to watch Kevin Porter and Jalen Green. I like to watch them. Like I Justice said. for Tyler Hero and Kyle Lowry. <laughs> I like them too. I like them too. And you know the reason I can't bring up Le- Zach Levine is because he misses Zoe. But man, it's like what DeJounte and Trey are doing playing off each other. I didn't think either one of them was capable of being this great playing with one another. Like Trey Young looks it better than ever. DeJounte looks better than ever. And they doing it while playing as a team. It's not any selfishness involved. They're legit playing as a team. Capella, double-double machine still. John Collins, he wasn't making that three uh, none this year. And because teams start daring them, it takes a team that trusts you to continue to give you that rock. Knocking it down. DeAndre Hunter, his confidence only getting better. And we forgot, 30-year-old Bodanovich ain't even came back yet. A guaranteed knockdown shooter. Okongwu coming off the bench, being a force. I love how they play. They they run, they they run in transition. Trey Young actually on defense. He's trying to play the passing lane. He's finally getting into the lanes. They not allowing him to be bullied. I I, I love watching Atlanta, man. And, yeah. and you know I hate Atlanta, but I love watching this team play. Okay, I'm not trying to rain on your parade because everything you said about the players is true. And I don't disagree with anything you said about the players. I think you know where I'm going with this. I don't think Nate McMillan is the man for this job. I knew you was about to say that. I just listen, you know, I, you know, I try not to hate him as much as I can, right? You know, I try to give him as much benefit of the doubt. Is there anyone who's tried to give Nate McMillan more benefit of the doubt than me? Honestly, I don't think there is. Mm. I tried to give that man as much. I know like, who he's just who? some suck ass Pacers fans. <laughs> well, probably some Blazers fans too. Um, from the Brandon Roy days. In all seriousness, though, he just doesn't adopt adapt to the times. And this team, JD, there's a few minor tweaks. Because you're right, this team is electric. And I don't really... All the incidents in the Rockets game aside, which... And DeJounte like, told Jamari Smith, you a baby. <laughs> you too small. And listen, you know, I... I for one, Trey Young hating. getting in the getting in the mix, and that's what I love. I'm sorry, AB. I'm I, sorry for cutting you off. <laughs> I love that though, because you see, K 
Kevin Porter Jr., who's a vet on that Houston team, because he, you know, he's much older than, well, he's been in the league more. Longer than some of them guys sticking up for rookie Jabari Smith, Jalen Green stepping over to the side. But you know what Trey Young said? This is my guy. DeJounte is my guy. I'm here with him. And while do it, while they get into it, DeJounte and Trey Young killing them on top of it. They are they were feasting. And then Jabari Smith. You know, he was talking trash all night. DeJounte let that thing start flying. And we know when his jumper is on, he he's one of the best players in the league. Tapped him on the head after one. Good luck, buddy. Try again next time. That competitive nature of Atlanta, man. And they got nothing but guys who feel that they could just give it to anybody. No fear. I'm sorry. What were you saying? I was saying there are people who are not going to like the antics, not antics, like, you know, what you were saying about DeJounte. I love it personally, but I also like when you lose and listen, I don't think it was their fault. They lost. You laid out, you laid out the case why it wasn't their fault. Again, I think this team is not very well constructed. Clint Capella is not playing right now. I mean, he was playing earlier in the week, but he's sounds like he's just missing a few games, not anything major. Um, Frank Kaminsky played eight minutes in this game, which tells you Frank Kaminsky played eight minutes and was minus nine. Tells you all you really need to know. Yeah, Congo should have been on that floor. I mean, you can't you can't play all forty eight minutes though. You can't you can't expect a guy nah, to be but if all Ca- forty eight. If Capella not in the game, then I'm sorry. I. The problem or, is, or play John Collins at the five, DeAndre Hunter at the four. That's that's actually that's actually something I wanted to bring up. You, I know you would. I know yes. you would. <laughs> that's the tweak I wanted to talk about. That's why I don't. Think I know the man for this job because okay, you have. I like Jalen Johnson a lot, right? I like AJ Griffin even more. I like AJ Griffin. That dude's a baller. I think. I don't think he's probably too small to start. Let's just be real here. He is. He is. But you can't play those three together. No, and you not, probably, not, not to start the game. You I can think, get two minutes out of them. But you I think don't you could look for that. Realistically, you could close with Trey, Dejounte, AJ. I mean, you could you could swap out AJ for Jalen, put DeAndre at the four, John Collins at the five. I think their best lineups going forward are going to be John Collins at the five. Yeah, and, uh, and honestly, honestly, with Bogdanovich out, if we if, like you were saying, them needing to play smaller, I'm gonna start just a holiday at the three. I mean, that's true. He only played a minute twenty five in that last game. He he's a defense. I, I, I agree that Nate McMillan might not might not be the guy for this job. I definitely agree with that. Here's. I, 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 that's part of the reason why I'm so optimistic about them. Front office will have to see that. But to get what you are getting from them already, you have no choice but to be optimistic about what they could become because they are such a young team. They are a young team. They are a really young team. I mean, 
but we've they've also been a young team for a while now. I mean, Dejounte and Trey are what? But Dejounte would be like twenty five, and Trey would be twenty four. Dejounte older than me, so he twenty six, and I think Trey going on twenty four. Yeah, Dejounte just turned twenty six. Yeah, in September. Um, Dejounte. He's been going on like a little barnstorming tour of like showboating. I don't know what <laughs> Greg Popovich must have a real tight ship over there because he didn't show. You know what it is? What's that? People forget the Jonte Murray comes from the Jonte Murray grew up in the trenches. Trash talk brings out the best of him. He's gone. This is how this is how you retire. It's dog eat dog. And AB, you've played with me and my brothers. That's true. When people talk shit, you know, as much as I talk on the in general on the floor, I'm kind of malmannered. But when I talk or I showboat, nine times out of ten, it was done to me first. That is how it is in the trend. It's dog eat dog. If this is what you're going to do, you got to prove to me that you can stop what I can do. You're not and, wrong. And, and, that, and that's honestly, that's all that's going on. It, it's not anything as to like some people would think he's doing it because you're not. No, this is how he is. If you look when he was in San Antonio, when they went against Houston and James Harden did a little something in DeJounte face, DeJounte went at James Harden. They was they was about to get into it too. They had a little pushing thing amongst those two. This nothing new. Obviously not new to me. DeJounte Murray at this point is what my third favorite point guard, top two. So I, I, you know, I watch him a lot. It's 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 nothing new to me. This is how he is, and knowing his story, you you know why he played with that passion. So talking when it comes to trash talk, he go accept the head on, as you do. You accept trash talk, and you go back. I've heard you talk shit, Ab. Well, listen, you know, heat of the moment. I, I, I've heard you talk shit. <laughs> hey, you're not wrong there. You are not wrong there. Um, I, I let, let's talk about Collins at the five again because we didn't really. I didn't really get to finish my point. Collins at the five to me is the way you're gonna get to unlock him, right? <laughs> because if you have Collins at the four, he's just gonna be a floor spacer. Right. Right. Basically playing the four now, I think you would agree. Either you're a three playing the four, like you're Brandon Ingram, or you're a floor spacer. I don't think there's really any in between about what that like everyone's like, oh, positionless basketball. I would say the four spot generally is pretty defined what your job is. Yeah, for the most you part. either you eat a, a three that's playing three and D or at this point. Like really, most fours now are not down shooters. 
Exactly. And, and if Collins, you're not, you're fabulous. Exactly. John Collins is a fine shooter. I wouldn't want to rely on him for my floor spacing. But I think what he is, is we've seen him in the past before, JD. He's a quick decision maker. Someone who can fling off passes while he's, you know, the four on three situation because they're hedging Trey at half court now. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> they're, they're actually hedging him at half court. There's, that's insanity. So if you get hit to him on the short roll, uh, to Collins on the short roll, with a bunch of open space, you can get him a mid-range jumper. You can get him, you know, driving to the basket for a layup, maybe get fouled. You can make a wide open corner three, maybe when Bogdanovich is back, you know, like one of your best shooters. He, he could toss the lob. Exactly. He could toss the lob to someone in the dunker spot. You want him like, to... What you I get exactly what you said, and I agree. And part of, of a big reason I agree is something me and you talked about when they was first formed. Let those young guys tire teams out. They can run. They can run. John Collins is gonna outrun most bigs. He's going to. You put those guys in a fast break. DeAndre Hanna can can jump. He can stretch the flow. I don't we don't have to speak on the stars anymore. We know Bogdanovich can knock it down, right? Mm-hmm. We know John Collins is a high flyer. D Okongwu. This is the thing that I, I agree with you with um Matt Mellon not being a man for the job. This is the stuff that he should be looking at unlocking, though. Those guys' ability to do do those things specifically takes that team to another level, without a doubt. And what's... It's okay. J.D., you would agree, right? If you're a team that has two guards like this, you would say like, okay, I want the two guards taking a lot of like mid range and shots, but I don't want anyone else taking a lot of mid range shots. Right. Like I want the rest of the team to be bombing from three. Right. Like kind of like the Harden teams. Right. Like that's a fair assessment. Right. Like, yeah. And Trey and, and Trey and the jump is bottle from the mid range. Yes. So, okay. So let's just look at Nate McMillan year by year. Okay, just shot distribution, shall we? Okay. <laughs> Long mid-range this year for the Hawks. Um, right now, they're second in the league at 14.8% of their shots are long mid-range. Last year, they were seventh. Um, Nate's last year in Indiana, second, second, first, third, fourth. Actually, I think that might have been a Frank Vogel year, but I digress. Okay. Point being... Nate McMillan is in love with the mid-range shot. They're 30th and threes attempted as a team. That's unacceptable. Trey can't be your leading three-point attempter. He can't be. And yes, he's going to get a lot of them up. So, and he plays the most minutes. So yes, he's going to be your leading three-point attempter. But you need someone who's going to be bombing threes out there. You need someone. And I, I like the Justin Holiday trade. I think the Kings might have won that trade. Because getting Kevin Herter in that trade 
Mm-hmm. Like the Hawks could use Kevin Herter right now. Yeah, they need a like, shooter. And the way his he would be so dangerous next to DeJounte. Like Oh yeah. This is sometimes I'm not saying I'm smarter than NBA GMs, but I, I feel like I can see the board clearer sometimes. You need shooting next to these guys, especially next to DeJounte. He's shooting great this year. Let's be real here. JD, you would probably agree. You love DeJounte Murray. This isn't mm-hmm. going to sustain. This isn't something no, I see him. I, I've been watching him putting in that work, so I'm hoping to do. Even if it does sustain, it'll probably settle at like 32% like it always does, right? I think that's... Which is great for no, him. I'm, I'm hoping for 35. If he gets to 35, that's... They should be scared. The fact that this team needs Bogdan Bogdanovich, Bogdan Bogdanovich, I think you would agree, was a luxury the last couple of years. He was like, okay, we have this guy. He gets hurt a lot. But when he plays, he's a really good ball handler and he can shoot the lights out of the ball. This year, they need his shooting so bad. It's not even funny. Like AJ Griffin's a good shooter. Justin Holiday turned into a pumpkin this year. And went back to the old Justin Holiday before Indiana. And I don't know what happened to the rest of the team, but JD, just no one can make a shot right now. Yeah, I agree. It, it, it's it's a huge detriment, especially with what they getting from they they stars. Like it's those two alone that that's got them in every game. If DeAndre Hunter can step it up a little bit. John Collins. Like, it's the guys that you know have to play big minutes for them. They have to be in situations where they got to get, where they got to be comfortable for the playoffs. Exactly. And, and then they're not being put in that situation due to the situation that they in. And it's like, you could do what the Warriors did. It's like, John Collins doesn't have to start at the five. He just has the finish games at the five. Yeah. Like. And, and really, probably the last five minutes where we need him to do it, really. Exactly. You could start a Kongwu. I think the move is to trade Capella. I like Capella. But I think you. I would try to trade him for a couple shooters. I would just be like, okay, Clint, you've done great for us here. But we need some someone else. And to be clear. I think he and Trey still have great chemistry. They do. But but the problem is, is that when your floor is so cramped, you just need other options. And I, I just don't see any other alternatives here. I don't know. Um, I'm really excited to get back to the next Hawks week. I'm really excited for the next week in general. So we decided on Raptors, Knicks, and the Kings. That's right. Right. Okay, we'll decide on a recording date later. JD, what did you have come out on facts and stats recently? Uh, I did the Emi Udoku situation. And it's one where I provided more details and facts and I was looking and I've been looking forward to the conversations I've been having about it um, as far as the feedback, thoughts, opinions, feelings I, I tried to make this one more engaging where people would you know respond and say how they felt um 
Um, Carl Anthony Towns has suffered a non-contact injury to his lower right leg and needed oh, help to the locker room. So oh, that's a that's a situation to monitor. That's from Woj about 15 minutes ago. Um, uh, and and let me say this: get well, cat. Get well. It's the nicest thing you've said about the Timberwolves in about six months. Um, I hate Rudy Gobert. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, make sure you check out facts and stats. Make sure you check out. Um, make sure you check out Insanity. They're you know they they took last week off. We took last week off because you know it's Thanksgiving. Didn't really make sense for us to put out an episode for either and, podcast. And nobody wanted to hear Bryce's voice if he was on there. <laughs> That's a little harsh. I want to hear Bryce's voice, but you know, I guess you don't. Um, make sure you check out Insanity. Make sure you check out Circle City Cinema. I'll be on Circle City Cinema this week, JD. Amazing. Make sure, you, make sure you check that out. It's about time Zach start getting people worthwhile on there. <laughs> I'm sending shots at everybody. Yeah, you are. Jeez. Um, and make sure again, make sure you check out Facts and Stats. You know, it's a great podcast. Make sure you check out um Reverend Peyton and the Big Damn Band. I think they're coming to they already played in Bloomington. So I guess if you're an Indiana listener to this podcast, you probably don't have much use for that information. Um, but they're going to be playing, if you're in Northwest Indiana, like I am, they're going to be playing in Illinois pretty soon. Like an out, like they're going to be playing right outside, right outside of Chicago. So make sure you check that out. Um, go support Dil- friend of the podcast, Dylan Hughes. JD, thank you so much for joining me. Oh man, absolutely, bro. Obviously, I've been missing doing it, but it was a great time, like always. Always is. And thank you all so much for listening. <laughs>